The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. Home is where the heart is, or is it? Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge. We have some answers for you right here on 95.3 and KNELradio.com. Join Debbie Rule every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for insights on how to live life more abundantly. At Home with Debbie Rule is your opportunity to call in and get simple answers and share stories. At Home with Debbie Rule, Sundays from 6 to 7 on KNEL 95.3 and KNELradio.com. Get the answers you need to find your heart at home. Good morning and welcome to the Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. Today we'll be hearing a message from Perry Stone on the tribulation. Has it begun yet? Here's Perry. Prophetic updates. I want to try to answer this question according to scripture and it deals with the tribulation. Has it already begun? There are people and many of these are close friends of mine who are preaching and teaching that the coronavirus is the pale horse of revelation that's going to impact one fourth of the world. And they believe that the seals have already been broken. Now I'm in disagreement with that and I'm going to go to the Bible and show you why. But we have to do a foundational study. We have to ask ourselves, what is the tribulation? What are the signs that are coming before the tribulation actually begins? So what I want to do is get into that study right now. First of all, what is the tribulation? Now in John chapter 16, verse 33, we read that in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The Greek word is thalipsis, and it means pressure, anguish, or persecution. Jesus said, you'll be persecuted for my sake. And if the world persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. That is a type of tribulation. Then we have what's called tribulation, the great, or we would say the great tribulation. Now that's alluded to in Matthew chapter 24, 21, Revelation chapter 2, 22, and also Revelation chapter 7, 14, the great tribulation. Now the word great there in Greek is megas, and it means very big. And it's very big in both its scope and also its danger to the world. Now the tribulation, according to the Bible, and we're talking now not about tribulation and anguish that you go through as a believer in persecution. We're talking about the great tribulation occurs according to the Bible at the end of the age. Now the end of the age has a reference to the end of man's government on earth and the time when the Messiah King, Jesus Christ, will come to rule and reign for a thousand years in Jerusalem. This is this tribulation period, however, that we talk about in Bible prophecy is one prophetic week or in the Hebrew, seven years, one period of seven years. And you'll find that in Daniel chapter nine, verse 27. Now, there are numerous events that happen during this particular time. First of all, we find that there's cosmic disruptions. The eighth chapter of Revelation talks about a star falling from heaven, but it comes out of a Greek word that we derive the word asteroid from. And this asteroid does great damage to one third of the earth. 
We find out also in Matthew 24 and 29, stars are falling from heaven and these are meteorites. And then we find that Isaiah says the heaven begins to peel like a scroll. Now, some suggest that's nuclear activity affecting the atmosphere. That is quite possible. But there will be cosmic disturbances. Then there's going to be natural disasters, earthquakes that will affect cities. In fact, five times in the book of Revelation, during the apocalypse or the tribulation, it tells us that there'll be so great earthquakes that the cities of the nations will completely collapse. There's also going to be in the tribulation volcanic eruptions, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 8. And that's identified by a mountain burning with fire that falls into the sea. And it's real interesting there. It talks about ships are also destroyed. Now what happens is when this, this area breaks off, it creates, a, I believe, a huge tsunami that actually topples ships. Now, this is important. Once this has begun, it creates an upheaval that there's no possible way to get out of as far as for the people living on the planet at that time. Now, here's what I want to bring to you. There are uh, situations now, this virus that we've not seen anything like the uh, impact it's having, not the virus itself, but the panic among the people, the fear among the people, the, the uh, shutting down of all these things that, uh, that we see. Um, we are having people now come on the internet and say, I believe we're in the tribulation period. Now I'm going to show you, now listen carefully, why it's not possible. First of all, if you go to the seven sealed book in the book of Revelation that Jesus takes in heaven and begins to open those seals one at a time, they are in order. The first seal, when it's open, presents a white horse leader, a white horse rider, who is going forth conquering into conquer. That's Revelation 6-2. That is the Antichrist, and he has not done this. He's not conquering. He's not taking nations. He's not warring. He's not here yet. Number two, the second seal is war or a sword, Revelation chapter 6, 4, and he takes peace from the earth where they're killing one another. Now, in the areas of Afghanistan, in the areas of Iraq and Syria, we see there's not much peace there. But also, we don't see a situation where globally peace is taken from the earth. We don't see that yet. So that's the second seal. Now, the third seal is famine or food rationing. Now, there has been in selective places the need to bring in food for people. And so we do see that, but not on the scale where it says a, a piece of bread costs a day's wages. And I did a study in that part of Revelation chapter 6 about uh, you know, a loaf of bread for a denarius. That would be a day's wages. So we're not there yet as far as globally. It's just not there. And the fourth seal, and this is the one everybody's talking about, is being a death by the beast of the field, which they're talking about the coronavirus coming from an, an animal. And it has some kind, it could be a rat, it could be a bat, it could be some, a monkey. And uh, that these uh, viruses are spreading through people, causing uh, death to certain people. Uh, not, not everybody, of course. I think 95, 95% of the people recover, but that, that is still uh, seriousness when it's global. Now, I want you to hear something because people are trying to say we're now in the tribulation. There have been so many predictions from the past. World War I, there was an influenza called the Spanish influenza in 1918 that infected 500 million people. Uh, there was World War I, 75 million soldiers and, and people died because of World War I. There was horrible famines going on in Europe. The Belfort Declaration had been signed by Lord Belfort giving the Jews access to Palestine. So in World War I, People were saying it's the tribulation. It wasn't, obviously. The Holocaust, one of the worst times in world history. Hitler came to power and there were people writing books. I have one somewhere in my library printed in the 1930s. They were calling Hitler the Antichrist.
Well, first of all, he came out of nowhere. Second of all, he's persecuting and killing Jews. Thirdly, the German Mark, and the Bible talks about Mark of the Beast. So people took the wars of Europe, his connection with Mussolini. They tried to make that the false prophet of Revelation 13. And I could go in details and just show you this, that it was a prophetic stepping stone showing you a future event of what it would be like. But the Holocaust was a tribulation to the world and to the Jewish people, but it was not the great tribulation. Here's how I know. At the end of the seven years great tribulation, Revelation 19, Zechariah 14, Jesus comes back to earth. He did not come back seven years after the Holocaust ended. We're now at the year 2020. Thirdly, there were people that during the peace accords with President Clinton and Arafat and the Israeli leaders began to predict this is it. This is the peace accord of Daniel 9:27, that literally is the sign of the end of the time. And they said, there's a seven year period coming and Jesus will come in the 19, 1996. None of that happened. And of course, there's the name 666 of Revelation chapter 13, that the name of the Antichrist or the beast can be calculated to total 666. Well, when Henry Kissinger was in power, they took that name and said, look, it totals to 666. So they had, they had Henry Kissinger, the Antichrist. They had Bill Clinton, the Antichrist. They had Barack Obama, the Antichrist. And some of the people who don't even believe in the Bible and don't even know what the Antichrist is, say President Trump's the Antichrist. So there's always been these quote unquote false candidates that people have made a candidate for the Antichrist. Now let's go back to what I was originally saying. So now we're in another season and this one is quite serious. There's not been a time when the whole world was shutting down things and shutting down towns and cities and shops or whatever the case may be that's going to affect global, uh, global economy and events like this. So once again, with this virus, some are suggesting this is the tribulation period. Now, now follow me because I want to show you this. I want to teach you this. Here is the signs and triggers of the beginning of the tribulation. Can we look at these right now? The signs and the triggers of the beginning of the tribulation. Number one, it begins and it's connected to a treaty with the nation of Israel that is specifically a seven-year treaty, Daniel 9, verse 27. Point one, that has not happened yet. And this is where the seven-year tribulation begins is the signing of the treaty. Now, the Bible says in Daniel, this treaty will be made with many, meaning many nations, but it will be broken in the middle of the seven years. So after three and one half years, the treaty is broken. And we see that in Revelation 12 through 13, when the Antichrist then comes into Jerusalem at the middle of the seven years. Now, this is initiated uh, in the book of Revelation uh, with 42 months for the first half and 42 months for the second half. And so this is where we get the idea of three and a half years and three and a half years or seven years is Daniel 9, 27, by studying the book of Revelation and also by studying uh, the book of Daniel in other passages. This time of the peace treaty of seven years with Israel is also linked in Ezekiel 38 and 39, possibly with the war of Gog and Magog, which again has not yet happened. And that war, Israel will defeat all these nations, miserably defeat them. And the Bible said in Ezekiel chapter 39 and verse 9 that they will burn weapons for seven years. Now that's interesting. Tribulation is seven years in length. Daniel 9, 27, a treaty has been made. Ezekiel 38, 39, they burn weapons for seven years. So I've always thought, and I'm not dogmatic on this, but I thought that the uh, tribulation is going to have somehow be connected to the war of Gog and Magog. And some of the rabbis of Israel that, that study this, and you know, it's interesting that even Islam uh, has a study on Gog and Magog and a final battle. Uh, when people study the prophecies of Islam, it's amazing how some of what Muhammad taught 
aligns with the Bible. Now, of course, the Bible was there first and the prophets of the Bible were there first. And he may have read scripture because he knew Jewish people and Christian people that taught him certain things about the time of the end. That's possible. But in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they all three have an end time teaching. Now, it varies with different teachings, of course. The Orthodox Jews believe a Messiah is coming. The uh, Christians believe the Messiah has come, will come again. And Islam believes that Isaiah bin Merim, Jesus, the son of Mary, will come with the Mahdi, who was their last leader to convert the world to Islam. So there are differences of opinion. I don't want to imply that they all believe the same. They don't. Now, point one, there has to be a seven-year treaty. Point two is in the first part of the tribulation, the two witnesses come. Now, you read about them in Revelation 11, but it says that they prophesy for 42 months, and that's the beginning of the tribulation to the middle of the tribulation. And one of them is Elijah, without a doubt. That's based on Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Uh, they disrupt these two witnesses, Elijah and Bill Cloud believes one of them is Elijah and Moses. I believe one is Elijah and Enoch. We, all, we, we always have a fun time talking about that. But they're going to be two witnesses nonetheless. One is definitely Elijah. And they're going to disrupt the area and there'll be 144,000 Jewish men that will align with them as Elijah teaches about the coming of the Messiah. And then he's killed, Elijah and the other prophet. The two witnesses are killed in the middle of the tribulation. And then after they're killed is when the Antichrist invades Jerusalem and takes over half of the city, according to the book of Zechariah. Now, they, these two witnesses come the first 42 months of the tribulation. That's clear from the timing of the book of Revelation, but it's also clear because three of the early church fathers noted that they would come at the beginning of the tribulation period. And of course, that's how the Bible puts it. They also come to the city of Jerusalem and are slain in the middle of the tribulation. And then the Bible says that after three and a half days, there a voice from heaven raises them from the dead and they go back to heaven. Then there's a great earthquake in the city of Jerusalem. So what I'm trying to say is if we were in the breaking of the seals, it would be necessary prophetically from the Bible for the two witnesses to be here. Now, listen, I get letters from two witnesses all the time. I get letters from people who think they're Enoch. I get letters from people, a lot of guys who think they're Elijah and don't be deceived. Elijah is not anybody living in America. It's not some guy down in uh, Texas somewhere that's building a, a city for the tribulation. I, mean, I just said that. I don't know of anybody doing that. But the point is, go, to the, go back to the Bible. Don't get people's opinions. Don't get people, well, I had a dream and God, I changed my mind on my dream. Or I was praying the other day and the Spirit of God spoke to me. I don't go by people's uh, theories of what they think. I want to go back to the Scripture because this is what cannot lie. This is what's true. And so I'm very adamant on going to the Bible. Let's seeing this. Now in Matthew 24, this is the third point I want to make, or are we in the tribulation? And, and, and we're not. I want to make that clear. We are not. But in Matthew 24, there's an order of events. The disciples <clears throat> are told by Jesus <clears throat> that the temple is going to be destroyed, not one stone left upon another. They're curious about this. And they said, when shall these things be, destruction of the temple, what will be the sign of your coming? That's the sign that you're about to return again and the end of the age. And the end of the age, again, refers to the end of man's government, the beginning of the messianic government. Now watch, watch how Jesus sets this up. Matthew 24, 4 through 6, deceptions. Many will come saying, I am Christ and deceive many. And then he talks about wars and rumors of wars. But then he says, the end is not yet. Now pay careful attention to that. The wars, the rumors of wars, nation against nation, the end is not yet. Then in 24, Matthew 24, 6 through 7, he says there'll be famine, pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. And I, I taught you a few weeks ago on the pestilence of the, the coronavirus 
It's a pestilence. But he then says, these are the beginning of sorrows, verse eight. And the Greek word there is birth pain. So this is the beginning of the birth pain. So we've got one section about the wars and rumors of wars and nations fighting. End is not yet. We come to another level. Now this is the order of when you start seeing famines, pestilences, and earthquakes all over the world in different places. This is the beginning of the birth pains. Then he comes along later in Matthew 24, 14. It tells you what the key of the end is. Here it is. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all nations as a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Now he doesn't end there for all the people that say the gospel is going to be preached all the way to the end of the tribulation. Then that's when the end comes and Jesus comes back. Read Matthew. The very next verse, Jesus says this, then shall be the abomination that makes Jerusalem desolate. That's over there in Revelation chapter uh, uh, 13, the image of the beast. Then the, the, there shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world. Matthew 24, 21. Daniel mentions this. And it's possible that Christ is alluding to this in Matthew's discourse recorded in chapter 24, verse 21. Daniel says there'll be a time of trouble such as never was even to the same time. So we're coming into a situation here where the tribulation will be, a, now think about all, think about the Holocaust, World War I, World War II, think about everything you've ever read and imagine it being worse than all of that combined. Now here's what we should be doing right now. And I'm going to say this with very, uh, I'm going to say this in, this, in, in a good spirit and not being critical. We should not be separating ourselves from sinners. We should not be holding up somewhere trying to survive. We should be witnessing. Acts chapter one and eight says, if you have the Holy Spirit, you should witness. This is the best time, I'm telling you, to get your unsaved family members and all the people you know that don't know Jesus and getting them right with God this is the time. People will pay attention in prophetic seasons and they don't pay attention at any other time. The number two, Matthew 24, 14, the preaching of the gospel has to go globally. Now you need to know this. The manifest telecast literally goes around the world. Our, all of our social media literally goes around the world. Our World Prayer Center prays for people around the world every Thursday from six to seven o'clock at World Prayer Center, or we call it the Global Prayer Network Center, right here in Cleveland, Tennessee. So we are preaching the gospel. We are out there consistently. And when we can go on the road, we're on the road. We can set up conferences. We set up conferences to get the gospel out around the world. Now, the third thing you need to understand is God said, I will pour out my spirit in the last days upon the sons and the daughters, Joel 2, 28, 29. And in this last day outpouring, the sons and daughters, which are the younger generation, are going to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. Now in Joel chapter two, this is really interesting. In Joel chapter two, the prophet Joel starts talking about how that God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Let me just quote this. And it shall come to pass afterwards. And if you look at the afterwards there, he's referring previously to the restoration of Israel. So after the restoration of Israel, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Upon my servants and my handmaidens in those days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Now I have heard people who do not believe in the outpouring of the spirit at all. 
they're nominal people from different denominations, talk about that there's no gifts of the Spirit now, there's no outpouring now, but in the tribulation, based on Joel 2, there's an outpouring. Now go back and read what Joel said. Joel said the cosmic signs, signs of the blood moons, for example, many of you heard about that, uh, and all that's written there would happen before the great and terrible day of the Lord. The phrase great and terrible day of the Lord is the tribulation period. So the signs of the outpouring of the Spirit are not in the tribulation. The signs of the outpouring of the Spirit are before the tribulation begins. And this is another point to be made that we are seeing and the world is seeing the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the history of the world. It's happening all over the place. There are stadiums in America where certain organizations can call a meeting in that stadium and there, there'll be 60,000 kids show up. In Latin America, 110,000 young people showed up in Brazil. This is happening around the world. And so don't, let me say this to the believers, do not get caught up on just trying to look at what we call the bad negative birth pain signs. They're all around us, they're gonna keep going. Plan accordingly, a prudent man prepares when he sees the day coming, but don't go crazy about the negative part. Start looking at the witnessing, the preaching, the opportunity of supporting the gospel around the world and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I will tell you that our ministry is right now using every method available. We're print, I'm writing brand new books. I'm putting DVD, CD. I'm putting all this material out there. And we've even got, we've even have downloads now that are available that people can go to perrystone.org and check out our downloads. But we're, we're getting our technology available to get as many people reached with the gospel as possible. We, we reach millions of people every week and we're seeing people come to the Lord. They're contacting us. Australia, Israel, the Middle East. And they're saying, God has touched my heart. I have received Christ. I, some, some people are saying, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit watching you on internet. To God be the glory. So listen to me. Satan's going to come down with great wrath knowing he has but a short time. The tribulation part of it's called the wrath of God. But right now, you listen to me, with everything going on in the birth pains, we are still at the time of the dispensation of the grace of God, where the grace of God has been poured out to the, to the nations through the church. And when the church age is concluded at the rapture, then that seven-year tribulation begins. And I wish I had, if you want information on that, we have a lot of material on prophecy, a ton of it. And you need to get it and look at it and listen to it and read. A lot of it will not be on YouTube. A lot of it is just stuff that we only make available through our ministry to help support the ministry. So I need, I need you to understand that as well. Now, pay, pay careful attention to this announcement. I spent a year writing a book. I've got some great story, true stories in this book. Word studies like crazy. Some word studies I never knew existed in Greek and Hebrew. I have got to get this into your hands and get you reading this, man. It's going to be great. So stay tuned. Here's the announcer. But don't cut it off after that. Stay tuned for me sharing some things with you. I'll be back just a moment. God bless you. Do you know the many secrets of paradise, the temporary home of the spirits and souls that have died in Christ, which is located in the third heaven? Harry Stone in his latest book, Secrets of the Third Heaven, delves into some of the most interesting, in-depth and mysterious questions ever asked about the third heaven. As a believer, can you answer these questions? At death, do all children go to heaven? Can God show you the actual day and hour when you will die? What is the difference between the human soul and spirit? Do departed saints now in heaven pray for those living on earth? 
In heaven, how will we communicate with people from different nations? What happens if your name is not written in the book of life? When your spirit leaves your body at death, are you naked or clothed? How is time counted in paradise, and are they aware of earthly events? Will a person's body be raised from dust at the resurrection? Will we remember family members in hell once we die and enter paradise? Do infant spirits age in heaven? Do they go to the same paradise as adults? Can a person repent of sins once their spirit is out of their body? These questions along with more unusual and difficult questions concerning death, angels, heaven, and paradise are answered in Perry's latest 220-page book, Secrets of the Third Heaven. This book is filled with stunning true stories and amazing biblical word studies. This offer also includes the two audio CD teaching, Standing at the Bema. You will one day stand face to face with Christ at a judgment called the Bema. What will you be judged for and how will you answer Christ when He exposes the idle words you spoke and your actions on earth? This two-hour teaching will explain from beginning to end what to expect and how you will be rewarded or stand ashamed. Perry's revelatory book and this informative audio teaching are available for your gift of just $35 or more. Call toll-free 1-888-21-BREAD. That's 1-888-212-7323 or order online at perrystone.org. You may also write Perry Stone, P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee 37320. When ordering, ask for offer TH135 and enclose your gift of $35 or more. If you have questions, this book and audio teaching has the answers. Order your set today. Thank you for joining me on, you know, on this particular offer, Secrets of the Third Heaven. I actually did a study on some of the most complicated and controversial questions ever asked about heaven, death, life after death and paradise. And that is in this book. You're going to really enjoy learning new truth and fresh insight on the subject. Uh, most of you know that this uh, particular uh, virus that has hit the entire world uh, has panicked people in America and caused so much of a disruption in uh, what we would consider the normal schedules of our, of our lives. And, uh, you know, in my lifetime, I remember when my uh, grandfather and father, who were young men, actually my grandfather more than my father, came through the time of the Great Depression from 1929 through actually through the 1940s. And I've heard them talk about the food stamps and the rationing and collecting rubber for the tires and how there was things that, uh, the, the, the recall of the gold because of the uh, collapse of the economy and run on the banks. You hear all this stuff and all of a sudden you get to live at a time and you see not the exact repeat, but so many similar things that happened back in that time. And so we're living in prophetic times, but also we're living in times that people need to understand how to explain what is going to happen in the future, whether it's the Antichrist, the tribulation, heaven, the return of the Lord, the judgments, the millennial reign. There's all these subjects out there that deal with the future. And I want to encourage you that we have a just all sorts of resource material through our ministry. I want to encourage you to go to perrystone.org and check out our online store because we make this available to you really at minimal cost for the expenses that we have so that you can learn 
And one of the things that's so important, and I want to speak on behalf of churches, your local church that you attend where you're a member, major ministries, etc. It is very important, people of God, that in the seasons and times that we are in, that you continue to support all of the works of God, whether it's, whether it's a Christian station, whether it's local churches, missions, don't let missions and missionaries suffer, suffer at times like this. Never forget, you're not going to take anything with you from this planet except your eternal reward and the people you've helped to reach through your prayers and through your giving. So please don't forget that. Whatever you do, don't forget to stand with the work of God because you're not taking it with you. God bless you. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. This week on the program, we'll be talking about stay home outdoor spring cleaning. So join us this Sunday at 6 o'clock right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the Network Live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the Network Live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEOradio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.